Okay, hello everyone. Mike Cleveland here today with a new friend, Josh from uh, Gig Harbor, Washington. Josh, <laughs> good to see you. How are you today? I'm doing good, Mike. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to talk with you. And I know that you uh, had gone through our Purity Bootcamp course, and I'm anxious to hear from you how everything went and what your experience was. Uh, you and I have agreed to look at Colossians 3. Uh, together to sort of interact around as we listen to you. So let's just start reading that together. And um, okay. I'll read the first verse here, Josh. Okay. It says, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And as we look at that verse right there, it tells us that we've been raised with Christ. So Previously, we were dead in sins and trespasses. We were not raised. So there's been this great change that has happened to us. Uh, as, as I think about when I, before I was raised, uh, it was darkness. It was death. I was living to gratify the lusts of my flesh. I was involved in pornography and, and, and some drugs and some alcohol and deception, all, all kinds of things. I was just a mess. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I know you probably identify with uh, some of that as well, Josh. Do you have thoughts on this verse as you look at it and your past and so forth? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally see it as being raised, like, like born dead, you know, born mm -hmm. like with, with nothing to grasp onto and you just slowly die. And, um, you know, I, I, I was one of those people that, um, when you're exposed to things and you have nothing to really pull you, pull you out of it, you just keep going down that road. Um, and yeah, I totally, I totally can, I, I, I fully understand. Um, I heard it all my life, but I fully understand what it means to be born again, mm. literally just the, the rebirth. It, it, it's, it blows my mind on how real and true that statement is. Uh, that's wonderful. That's good to hear. And yeah. it talks about setting your hearts on things above, you know, again, in the before situation, I had my heart set on things on the earth mm -hmm. uh, things below, you know, and uh, what, what about you? Does that ring true with you as well? Yeah. I mean, I, I spent 25 years of my life um, seeking the world. And I got, I got into it. Like I, I, I lived my dream that I, that I was seeking at age 22, which was living in Hollywood and being on red carpet events and being in a rock band and singing everything that I really? ever dreamed of. And even before being a Christian, it left me empty and I left it before being a Christian, you know, it's like, really? I, and it was so disappointing. And, and the, the sad thing about that is like, once the dreams were not what I thought they were, I just spiraled even more because it's like, well, if this dream can't satisfy me, then I guess I'll just keep spiraling and keep going into this darkness. Hopefully I'll get to a level to where I will be satisfied. Never happened. Well, really? That's yeah. Interesting. It's interesting because a lot of us would look at, at you, a lot of you, uh, in the Hollywood lifestyle, you know, and think, oh boy, they've got it made. You know, oh, so wrong, cynical, <laughs> but that's not oh, right. Oh, that's what I thought. I looked at people and thought they got it made, and that's why I worked so hard to get over there. And it's so wrong, so wrong. 
Mm. So what types of things, when you talk about um, being raised or before that, before you were raised, what types of things had you gotten involved in? You talk about your spiral down. What, what led to that and how did you get there and what things were going on in your life at the time? Yeah. Um, well, it all started with um, like all at the same time I was being molested by a boy who was four years older than me, didn't recognize it at the time, but wow. it, I was at the same time. He introduced me to masturbation at the same time. Yeah. Um, internet porn was just starting to become available. So I was hit with all these things all at once and it mm. caused major uh, damage early on. Um, and, uh, you know, I can relate to like, like somebody like who, who goes into um, stripping or prostitution, you know, a lot yeah. of times it all starts with molestation, the taking of your innocence. And I, I don't, I don't understand why you continue to go back. But in my case, I became addicted to the trauma. And yeah. that's a very strange thing to say that rush that I was feeling and searching for was actually trauma. And I wanted to continue to traumatize myself. Wow, that is uh, sad in the sense of now, how, how old were you when this started? I was 10. Yeah, see, at such a young age. Wow, yeah. that's, that's so harmful. And, you know, to think about Jesus saying that those who cause the little ones to sin uh, would rather have a millstone hung around their neck um, because his heart is for little ones who are not yet established. And I'm sorry yeah. to you. Thank you. Yeah. And so as, as you then were in, and how long did this continue on, Josh? How long? He started at 10 and then. Um, yeah. The molestations went on from like, you know, about, about a, a year or so. Um, and then I just kind of took off on like the pornography and, um, early on I went down the road of like well how like at age like 12 like well how what else what how far can you go out there so I like literally at a very young age like looked at all the different types of darkness you can see and it was too much for me at that time so I decided to like go to normal porn like I'll just watch normal porn and I kind of did that all through high school um but then uh yeah like my parents divorced and mm -hmm. that that created a huge break in my heart and then I I decided to like go back kind of down that road of pushing the boundary of pornography, which led into other things as well. Wow. Yeah, that is, that happened to me as well. And it's just such a, a devastating thing for a young child. You oh, have, yeah. So now you've had multiple types of trauma in yeah. your life. And so these things can lead obviously to, well, then where can I find stability? My parents aren't it. Where can I find, you know, this rush, this thrill, something that will um, grab my attention and my heart and I can run towards it and so forth. It sounds like this was, uh, this was your life for quite some time. And, and then obviously you got involved in a rock band and went down to Hollywood <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right, right around the time my parents divorced when I was 18, I, I, by that time, I'd become a pretty well-rounded musician. So I went to a music school in Boston. So that it was, it was a recipe for disaster, because as my family was disintegrating, I was, I was pushed to the other side of the United States to fend for myself with all this pain. 
And, um, and it's kind of like, and that's kind of like what I realize it's like that fake it till you make it. Like a lot of people who are making it are in such extreme pain and you never truly know what's underneath their facade. And yeah. that was the disappointment of, of Hollywood. It's like, it was all just a facade. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So you sort of saw it from the inside. Yeah. Discovered that, you know, everybody's wearing masks. <laughs> yeah. Trying yeah. to be somebody they're not. Yeah. Yeah. And you got sucked into that. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. So what happened then to just maybe fast forward to, so you, you came to setting captives free and took enrolled in the purity boot camp. Um, what, what led you to do that and what kind of fill us in the blanks up to that point? Yeah. So, um, like, do you want me to start like from Hollywood on or just like, yeah, sure. yeah. okay. Yeah. So just to, like so much happened, but just to gloss over, like going to these, these Hollywood events, so much alcohol, so much, you know, facade, you know, got started realizing like, okay, my guitar player wants to now find prostitutes after the red carpet events. And it's like, and I, I was so uncomfortable with the thing the whole time. Um, and then like, I realized like, I'm a, like we, I remember being up in Beverly Hills about to sign a seven year contract to this lifestyle and I just couldn't do it. So I left, I was like, I'm not about to like, even, even not even being a Christian. I know like I will die in this lifestyle. I know I will. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like, so I came back, my dreams shattered of music, everything I thought was going to fulfill me. So then I just went deeper into pornography. The pornography turned into full on sex addiction. I was finding girls like a full-time job. Um, and, uh, then like right before, um, I was saved, I, I was right teetering on becoming a, a porn producer. And I actually just had this revelation oh, yeah. like two months ago to where it's like around, like, like, like right before I met my girlfriend, who's now my wife, I, I had this girl over, made a song, like made her sign a contract, like, Hey, we're going to do this. I'm going to release this, sign your permission away. And she did. And I did. And like, so that's where I was headed. I was yeah. headed into that. It's like, well, okay. The porn's not thrilling enough. Then the sexual encounters are not thrilling enough. Now, like, what if I film it? And I like have that, you know, where is that going to fulfill it? And praise God, I didn't go any further than then just wow. that one time. Um, but yeah. And then my mom died. She got Louis body yeah. dementia. Oh, wow. um, and I had, uh, I started going into alcoholism at that point, like everything. And I collapsed on the ground due to hopelessness. Like literally my body just gave out and I was okay with it. I was like, just like wow. everything fell. And I prayed to God and I didn't know God. I didn't go to church. My mom was a spiritual guru, a very successful one. That's all I knew was, you know, new age type stuff. And Really? The, the Lord, um, the Lord came to me in that moment. Um, and it's, a, it was honestly, I look at it a lot like Paul, you know, somebody who's persecuting yeah. Christianity now is, is re, the Lord reveals, um, himself to me and everything has changed since then. The, wow. That moment of born again, like I literally felt like a child after that encounter. So just to fast forward it was like being born. And then I'm like a, you know, I'm, I'm a newborn and I'm a one-year-old then I'm a two-year-old. I'm a three-year-old. I start feeling myself getting older and this new born again. Um, 
and then we, uh, you know, when COVID hit, we, you know, we were going to leave. Um, I was going to leave my job anyways, because I wanted to go and do this music outreach called the extreme tour. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. Um, it's a Christian music outreach outreach that has been around forever where they go on tour in like low income, uh, neighborhoods and build a stage. It's going to do that. COVID came and canceled everything. And I thought, well, this is a great opportunity. What can I do? It's like, well, I know that I want to be in full-time ministry. I felt called to do that since being saved. So found a church plan out here in Gig Harbor, joined as the um, worship leader and the pastor of that church. You know, I told him my testimony said, hey, I got this, uh, this course that I've done before. I think it would really help you. And that was the Setting Captives Free Boot Camp. This was this. So this was your pastor of this new church plant that had told you about this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so when, when was that? That was, he told me that probably in like March. Okay. March. Um, yeah. And I, and I, uh, yeah. And I, and I started, I started it, but my family was still trying to have a schedule. So I stopped for a minute, but then I found a really solid schedule um to where i actually could finish it which is which is what i just got done doing excellent so what what was your experience as you were going through it well it was a really it was a really perfect experience for somebody like me because i'd i'd wake up in the morning and i'd do about an hour of um an hour and a half well maybe an hour hour to an hour and 15 minutes of just reading the bible um and uh, I found a system that really works for me to where I'll listen to the Bible while I'm reading it, pause it, study it. It was like really powerful for me. Awesome. Um, and then I'd go and I'd do my setting captives free. And I'd love it to where I'd, I'd get a verse from setting captives free from what I just read in the Bible. Like I felt like, oh, gosh. It, so it was like the setting captives free was like um, just like capitalizing on my my God time, but now relating it to, um, setting myself free even further. Um, and, and then I do a devotional. So it kind of was mixed into like this, like this huge kaboom of the Lord pressing <laughs> on to me in the morning. So, yeah. That's, that's wonderful to hear. Uh, if you, if you look at verse three, which is where we're at here in Colossians three, Mm -hmm. um, you want to read that? Uh, yeah. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. It sounds to me listening to you and looking at you that this is your testimony. <laughs> yes. Yes. Praise God. <laughs> uh, because, wow. Um, thinking about, you know, what happened to you when you were young and all the trauma and what that led to. And as you grew up and sort of went down that dark hole and, and ended up where the world says you're on top of the, you know, you're at the pinnacle of success, mm -hmm. um, which was really just the darkest part of the hole. It sounds like to me. It truly was. Yeah. But then, you know, so if you look at the cross, you know, you see Jesus dying, but this verse says for you died. And so what we can understand from that is our old life died, our natural self, our self that lived to gratify the lusts of our flesh and lived in sin. Um, that self was actually 
in God's eyes, hung up on the tree with Jesus. And so that maybe the front side, you're seeing Jesus, but you go around the back and there you are. Yeah. Did you use an imagery of that? Yeah. In the course? Okay. Yeah. I remember seeing that. I was like, that's a really great imagery. Right. So what part has the cross played in your life? Just share about that as far as what does Jesus' death for you and your death in him, what does that mean to you, Josh? Um, it, it's something that you just, I, I can't fully wrap my mind around it. You know, truly understanding what God did with, with sending his son and, um, all I can, all I can just think is just worthy, worthy, worthy. It's like, all you can do is fall and praise him, you know, and, um, the love, um, you know, like the love that I've experienced, um, from the Lord is unlike anything I've ever experienced before. It's, it's just this, like I've, I've toppled over, you know, heaping, crying just from the the presence of the Lord coming into the room. And it's like, I read about in the Bible, you know, day and night, they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. You know, it's like, it makes sense to me why over and over and over. And there's nothing, there's nothing that can come close to that, you know, is nothing. And all I can just think is worthy, worthy are you Lord. Thank you thank you for dying for me. And it, it, it's hard to articulate. It's hard to explain. Um, to me, it just comes out as a burst of emotion. And that's the best I feel I can do. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's so difficult to put into words this experience. You know, I think that's why Paul prays in Ephesians 3, that they would experience this love, the height, the width, the depth, the length of it, mm-hmm. you know, that, that goes beyond knowledge right? So it's not something that you can um, put into words really well. It's the experience of of Christ, the greatest, the God, the only God, the greatest king in the world who humbled himself and came so far for you and me that he would actually shed blood, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's that shedding of blood that made atonement for everything you and I did. It's what it's what set us free. You go into a court of law if you are declared to be, uh, to there be no condemnation, there's, there's, you are justified, then you're also freed. Mm-hmm. And so is, is this a description of your life? Are you freed? And I'm talking about from the penalty of sin, you're being freed from sin's power even now. What is your experience with this freedom? Uh, my experience is knowing is is being able to be in the world but not of the world and that is the freedom that i experience the beauty of knowing like you can um you can share your testimony in in the deepest and darkest secrets and right. not have to worry about if this person is going to think you're a freak you right. know because yeah. it doesn't matter like if you truly if you truly believe the bible what jesus has done for you um you, you start to see things differently, like, like seeing my marriage, like the sole purpose of my marriage is to represent 
my relationship with Christ. That's it, you know? And it's like, if you look at it like that, you, you, there's freedom and there's freedom in seeing all these things, um, biblically. And, uh. and it, and that's another thing that's hard to articulate too, but what it comes down to is that, that I can go out and I can, um, I can proclaim the gospel and not worry about what the world will think about it. Um, and that's freedom to me. Yes. Because that, because you know that, that at the end, at the end of your life, at the end of the race, that it doesn't like all like these, these people and their opinions are going to pass away, you but mean. God, but God will be there saying, you know, well done, my good and faithful servant. And that is the goal. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting in the Hollywood lifestyle, you might describe it as uh, fake it till you make it or everybody's wearing a mask and hiding. But look at the end of verse three. You are now hidden with Christ in God. And as you just described right there, you're never so free. You're never so real. Uh, you're never with, without a mask so much as when you're hidden with Christ in God. That's why you and I can share openly. Um, because first of all, we don't have the shame on us anymore. Christ took our shame as well as our sin. Yeah. So we're, we're free from all of that. We're free from our past. It died on a cross and was buried in a tomb. Uh, we're free to be real and true with each other, free from deception Ah, Josh, all these wonderful things have happened to you and I, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting, too. So like when I was first saved, I wrote out my testimony and, you, and it was so, so soon after I was saved to where it was just my initial thoughts at the end. Most of it was just my story. And it was like an obituary. obituary. Oh, this is wow. what this is what this person lived through. <laughs> this person, this person died and now is risen in Christ. Oh, oh, yeah. My, oh. <laughs> oh my, that's beautiful. Yeah. Your obituary. Wow. My obituary. Yep. <laughs> I've never thought of, I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing too. It's like, we don't want to give too much airtime to Satan yeah. and how he tormented us, yeah. but you can share it and think like, this is what I once was. It's not about that. It's about, but this is what Christ has done for me. It's like, leading up to this huge just kaboom of the lord stepping uh, in and intervening oh and he's so precious to us isn't he yes everything just absolutely i mean nobody has loved us like he has yeah and it's 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 undescribable love supernatural uh, that's beautiful when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. We have a bright future, Josh. We had a dark past, but it died on the cross, and our future is so bright. Uh, we have life coming to us, and we will appear with this life. And, you know, it says, when Christ, who is your life. So, you know, he is the sole substance of our life right now on this earth, right now. Um, and it's just amazing the changes that he's made. Um, as, as, we, as we bring this to a close, um, there's going to be somebody listening or watching 
And there may be where you were, maybe they're where you and I used to be with that life pursuing the thrill or the excitement or that next image, that next video. Mm -hmm. Um, And they would like to have what you have right now. What word of encouragement would you speak to them just now? I would say if they're in the midst of it, um, one thing that I really go back to is like, now what you you did it you watched the porn now what what you you sit there empty wait for it to come back um what are you going to do after that like it's just as simple as now what okay i did it you know in my experience it left me empty um and you know it's if they know christ or if they don't know christ just know that um you know i was somebody who hated Christianity because I thought it was controlling. I thought all you want to do is control me. But then I realized, well, I'm being controlled by this darkness. That's the controlling. And it's like, if that's not working for me, um, you know, it's like you can go down the rabbit hole and keep traumatizing yourself. But, but what, you know, what, where is that going to leave you? Um, Dead in jail, diseased, you know, because you keep knocking on the door of darkness, somebody's going to open it. Um, and so, so all I can say is that I hope that like my, my heart softened in that moment of prayer because I had nothing left and, and there was a sincerity there. So if you can soften your heart and just allow the Lord to come in and, and meet you where you're at, you know, like when I was saved, it wasn't a Sunday. Nobody was there talking to me about it. It was truly a one-on-one relationship. And just knowing that everything that you're searching for, that love, that acceptance, that healing, it's all in the Lord, you know, and I will say pressing into the word um, is so important. There was a time period to where I didn't press into the word, but then I did press into the word. And that is so important, just pressing into the word and reading the word and however it works for you. Like I found like listening and reading and pausing to study is the way that the word translates best to me. Um, so that's how I do it. And just, that's how I press into it. You know, you've given hope right now, as you were talking, there's going to be somebody who understands and who has hope maybe for the first time and so, Josh, I thank you for coming on and being real and <laughs> the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you. My pleasure. Least I can do for the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen.